This podcast uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Hell on Heels podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm Amanda. And hello again. For those of you asking, yes, Bree is still out. Um, we will let you know when she decides to come back. We don't know when that is. Uh, so what we're saying is don't ask. Leave us alone. It's too much too soon to ask. It's also not been very long. Give her a break. Yeah, lives are hard. Let her get hers in order. Yes, exactly. Anyways, how are you? Uh, not too bad. I can't think of one thing to complain about. Yes, I can. I can think of three. But I'm not going to. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, real tired right now. I've been working since 5 a.m. I don't like it. <laughs> it's been a... A, a couple weeks have been a little rough. Uh, last week and this week, and it's it's not over, but that's okay. We're going to smile and move forward. <laughs> How long do you have to smile and move forward? Until next week. <laughs> uh-huh. That's it. That's all I'm requiring of myself right now. Well, I'm proud of you. Okay, I'm glad. Um. All right, all right. Uh, anything else? Anything fun? yeah i think she pretty much covered it oh okay well while we're on the topic of people listening to things um we just wanted to shout out some listeners again we again do not know names um because we're just shouting out regions and we just wanted to say malaysia we see you yeah y'all been there for a hot minute and y'all keep coming back you enjoy the hell and it's fine. I appreciate it. I, I mean, I relish a good hell. Yeah. Um, Annie, on the other hand, does not appreciate it. Is, is Annie is the hell bringer. She's the reason for the hell. Okay. Yeah. She's the reason for the season. The season is hell. <laughs> well, I don't know how to help you there. Um, we can just, we can just go with the flow. How's that sound? That's what I've been going with, because I think I'm, like, just shy of giving her back. I missed it by, like, a week. Uh, we already passed that deadline, so. Dang it. Yeah, we'll keep her. She's <laughs> cute. She's got my eyes, so. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we have a new listener in Canada, so our second one. Ooh. What part oh. of Canada is that? Hell if I know. Um, Winnipeg. A, okay. You know what? I've always liked Winnipeg. I don't know why. I just think it's a fun name to say. I was going to say, I've never been to Winnipeg. You're just talking about the name. Oh, yeah. No. Haven't been to Winnipeg. I almost said Winifred. I was going to say you sounded like you were about to say Fred. (laughs) But I have been to Canada. I don't think it was near Winnipeg. Uh, I went to Niagara Falls. But it was pretty, and I liked it. I have not, so I'm glad one of us has. All right, well, are you ready for stories? I am. I feel like we haven't done this for a while, so I'm excited. Well, we, it's been over a week now. Oh, that's why I missed you. Yeah. Okay. And I, I didn't text you very much because I've been busy. <laughs> that's, that's okay. You know how I am about text. I just, some days I'm in it and some days I forget to send it. That's, yeah, it's fine. Fine. Anyways, well, I know I was teasing you with a story, but I found a book I wanted to read on that story. So I found a different story to research. Okay. Um, if I can find my notes. 
All right. So today we are going to be talking about the case that is often referred to as the Scream murder. Have you ever heard of it? I was muted. Yes, I have <laughs> heard of it. And I don't know much about it, though. I've only heard about it like once or twice and it's been a while. So I'm really excited. Okay. I, I don't know. I'd be excited about it, but. Well, I mean, you know, yes. excited, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Okay. So, Cassie Jo Stoddard. She was born in December of 1989. She lived in Pocatello, Idaho with her family. She was known as a responsible young woman. She had a straight A's, so she was a straight A student. Many of her friends stated she didn't do anything but attend school. She was super friendly, made, made friends with just about everyone. Her, um, her grandparents described her as artistic, and she had a love of music. And she was just a really all-around good kid. On the night of September 22nd, 2006, uh, Cassie is 16 at this time. She is house-sitting uh, her aunt and uncle's home. Um, and this is for her aunt and uncle, Allison and Frank Contreras. Their home is located in Bannock County, Idaho, which is just a few miles away from her own, not too far. And Cassie had been hired to care for their three cats and two dogs for the weekend while the family's out of town. I like these people. Yes. We would get along. Yes, very much so. <laughs> uh, that evening, she invited her boyfriend, Matt Beckham, over to watch movies and hang out. And he comes over at around six o'clock that afternoon. And this is on a Friday. What year was this again? I'm sorry. 2006. Oh, okay. That just seemed like a very 90s thing for a minute there. Your house sitting somebody or you know, house invite your boyfriend over. They're, they're 80, like born in 89. So they're like. 80s or 90s kids so okay so this is very 90s yeah 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 so he comes over around six o'clock he also invites his friend tori adamchick um over and tori brings with him brian draper so they come over to her aunt's house and they're hanging out cassie gives them the you know the good hostess tour of the house she shows them all the rooms and the basement and all the fun stuff the group goes into the living room and they settle in to start watching Kill Bill Volume 2. So they start watching and eventually Draper and Adam Chick, um, they end up telling Stoddard and Beckham, yeah, we're going to go to the local movie theater and go see a movie instead. So they leave before the movie's over. So that leaves Cassie and her boyfriend Matt to sit and continue watching movies. Not long after, Cassie and Matt are sitting watching movies and they hear loud noises coming from the basement. Neither Cassie or Matt went downstairs to check. And then, yes. Uh, shortly after, they hear loud noises and the power, or shortly after they hear the loud noises, the power cuts out temporarily. Oh, okay. Again, they don't go anywhere to check. They're just like, this is really weird. What's happening? And at this point, Cassie and Matt are, they're freaked out. And Matt notices that one of the dogs is acting weird. He says that the dog kept staring down uh, the basement stairs and it would periodically bark or growl. So Matt could tell that Cassie was feeling a little uneasy. And so he's like, well, I'm going to call my mom and I'm going to see if I can stay the night just to put you at ease, Cassie. And Matt's mom was having none of it. And she tells him, no, you may not spend the night, but Cassie can come to our house and spend the night at our house. And I'll take her back over to her aunt's house first thing in the morning. Okay, cool. Maybe possibly also tell them to call the police, you know, do a welfare check. Maybe. I don't know. But at least um, she invited the girl over. That was cool. Yes. 
however, Cassidy, not Cassidy, Cassie, who is a very responsible young woman, she says, no, my responsibility is here. I'm being paid to house, house it for my aunt and uncle, and I don't want to leave their animals alone because that's, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So at about 1030, Matt's mom picks him up and he leaves. Cassie goes back to watching TV on the couch, and again, the power goes out, and sometime later, a closet door is slammed. Two masked figures approach Cassie with weapons, stabbing her 30 times. Twelve of the wounds were potentially fatal. Most of the fatal wounds had struck her right ventricle of her heart, and the killers left her to bleed out and fled. The following day, Matt Beckham, her boyfriend, had repeatedly tried to call Cassie just to get in contact with her. Cassie's body would not be discovered until two days later on September 24th, 2006. She was discovered by her 13-year-old cousin as they returned home. Oh, God, that poor child. Both poor children. Yes. That same day, Tori Adamchik, one of the friends that was over, he is brought in for questioning because he's one of the last people to see her alive. He tells authorities that he and Draper had gone to the house for a party, and when that party just never came to fruition... They left and went to see a movie around 8.30 that night. When probed about the movie, Adam Chick could not tell him anything about it. I have a video for you to watch. I would absolutely love to see it. Okay, thoughts? Warps? I think they're worse than that. Like, that's, that's the first thing that comes into my head. First of all, stupid. You're stupid. You're just going to video the whole thing. Okay, stupid. Secondly, if you want to... I don't even understand how somebody could just be like, you know what? I think I'm going to kill somebody. Not only that, but you're just like, you know what? <laughs> Let's kill our friend Cassie. What the hell is wrong with you? Listen. Their whole explanation of, like, wanting to kill someone goes right over my head. Like, you know those people that are like, I just want to know what it feels like. I don't. Like, that goes way over my head because in my mind, I, when I was a teenager, I was driving home and I hit a squirrel on the road. It was a suicidal squirrel. Not my fault. I still felt terrible the entire, I still fear, feel terrible to this day. Like, I don't want to ever feel that again. And people get a thrill out of that with other people. I'm sorry for laughing, but anytime somebody talks about hitting <laughs> animals, I was riding with my mom once and she hit a chicken that just like darted out in the middle of the road. And all I remember is looking behind us because she was like, did I hit it? And I looked behind us and there were feathers everywhere. And I was like, I think so. Pretty sure. Yeah. You did. Um, but. I mean, I feel you. Like, when I get home and I have to... No, I don't like it. I've done it no. for work, but I don't like it at all. It never mm -hmm. got easier. So when no. someone's like, I just want to know what it feels like. Like you said, no, you don't. You need to, you need to, you need a therapist. Yes. Yes. So for those of you listening, I'm going to attempt to remember to post the link for that video on Instagram and facebook and twitter and all that stuff i'm probably not going to remember so just yell at me later um and i'll i'll post it when you yell at me 
Um, so the boys that you see in the video are Brian Draper and Tori Adamchick. Anyways, now that we're back, are you ready? Yes. Okay, we're back. Um, Amanda fucked up. Whoa, she not this up. time. <laughs> Hold on. In- Hold on. <laughs> Her internet fudged up. Yeah. The universe was just telling both of us that we were not meant to record last night. So I'm just going to pick up where I left off. So I, do you need to watch the video again or is that still fresh in your mind? No, I remember those two jerk bags. Okay. So those two jerk bags, mm-hmm. the boys that you see in the video are Brian Draper and Tori Adamick, Adam Chick. Um, his name is not spelled Adam Chick, but everywhere I spelled or I heard it that Adam Chick, just so you know. Okay. A M C I K. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sharing that with me. Okay. So, um, the piece that you saw was just a very brief blip of videos. There are some of the videos that are unreleased, um, but we do have the transcript from them. So I'm gonna read the transcript. There's like a lot. God, so. I can only imagine. Um, so here we go. So this transcript, so the first one I'm going to read is from September 21st, 2006. I almost said 2016, but that's not right. 2006. Uh, so this is the day before the murder. So brain draper. We found our victim and sad as it may be, she's our friend, but you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie Stoddard and her friends. Adam Chick. Uh, nope. Sorry, I forgot to delete that one. Draper, we'll let you laughs. We'll find out if she has friends over, if she's going to be alone in a big dark house out in the middle of nowhere. Laughs. How perfect can you get? I mean, like, holy shit, dude. Adam Chick, I'm horny just thinking about it. <laughs> right. Um, Draper. Hell yeah. So we're going to fucking kill her and her friends and we're going to keep moving on. I heard some news about Sally Sue. That's not her name. Uh, some other girl's name. Um, she's going to be home alone from six to seven. So we might kill her and drive over to Cassie's thing and scare the shit out of them and kill them one by fucking one. Hell yeah. Adam Chick. Why one by one? Why can't it be a slaughterhouse? Draper. Two by two and three by three. Because we've got to keep it classy. Adam Chick. Keep it classy. Draper. So yeah, it's going to be extra fun. Adam Chick, you're evil. Laughs. Draper. Yes, I am. So are you, dude. Evil, evil. Adam Chick. No, evil is an expression of God. That was another test you failed. Draper. Evil is not an expression of God. Adam Chick. Yes, it is. Draper. That's bullshit and you know it. Adam Chick. Evil of origin is a follower of fucking Satan. Draper. There is no Satan. Adam Chick. Is Satan real? Then shut up. Draper, then how are we supposed to express ourselves? Adam Chick, good and bad. Draper, we're bad. Adam Chick, we are bad. Draper, that sounds so shitty. Adam Chick, we're evil. That sounds even shittier. Draper, hey, we're not, okay? Then we are sick psychopaths who get their pleasure off killing other people. Adam Chick, that sounds good, baby. Draper, we're gonna go down in history. We're gonna be just like Scream except real life terms. Adam Chick, that sounds good, baby. Draper, we're going to be murderers. Like, let's see, Ted Bundy, like the Hillside Strangler. Adam Chick, no. Draper, 
the Zodiac Killer, Adam Chick. Those people were more amateurs compared to what we're going to be. We're going to be of higher sources of Ed Draper Gein, Adam Chick Gein. Draper then laughs and says, well, let's say we're, we're that sick and that twisted. Adam Chick. Oh, you know what Ed Gein's words were? Draper, what? Adam Chick. He saw a girl walking down the street, right? Draper, yeah. Adam Chick. Two questions came to his head. Hmm, I can take her out and have a nice time with her. Draper, and then kill her, skin her alive. Adam Chick. Charm the pants off her. Or I wonder what her head would look like on a stick. Laughter. Draper, laughter. Holy shit. Adam Chick, it's creepy, huh? Draper, kick ass. Adam Chick and Draper are laughing at this point. Draper, murder is power, murder is freedom. Goodbye. <laughs> your face. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at the case. I'm laughing at your face. They're stupid. Mm-hmm. Little children. Uh-huh. Yes. Like that's not that that's not even scary. That's just cringy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can sit here and say, we're going to keep this murder classy. And then you're going to compare yourselves to somebody with a nipple belt and a skin lampshade. What? I There was nothing classy about any of this. No. They're stupid. Like, you were stupid. Mm-hmm. Where are your parents? Go I read don't... a book. I don't. All right. Well, the morning of the murder, there is a video that they get with Cassie in it um, where they're just they basically tell her, hey, we're recording you. Say hi. And she's like, "Okay, hi. Um, But they also record this. Adam Chick, who is looking down, writing in a notebook. I was planning to kill him. Draper, September 22nd, 2006. We're skipping our fourth hour class. We're writing our plan right now for tonight. It's going to be cool. Adam Chick, we, Tori and Brian, and he continues to write, we're making our death list right now for when, for when actually tonight. And then you hear them whisper back and forth about potentially a teacher watching them. And eventually one of them's like, oh, what's the answer to number two? Trying to like act like they were doing homework, you know? And Draper says, yeah, if you're watching this, we're probably deceased. Hopefully this will go smoothly and we can get our first kill done and then keep going. Adam Chick, for you future serial killers watching this tape. They both laugh. Adam Chick, I don't know what to say. Draper, it's, it's Adam Chick. Good luck with that. Draper, good luck. Adam Chick, hopefully you don't have like eight or nine failures like we have. Draper, yeah, we've probably tried maybe 10 times, but they've never been home alone. So. That's shocking. Adam Chick. Or when they have their parents show up. Draper, as long as you're patient, you know, and we were patient and now we're getting paid off because our victim's home alone. So we get her, uh, we got our plans all worked out now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cassie's family, but she had to be the one. We have to stick to the plan and she's perfect. So she's going to die. And he laughs. Tis the end of that transcript. I don't, like, I don't even know what to say. They're just painful to listen to. And as smart as they think they are, they're not. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because obviously I know they get caught. Mm, Yep. 
Okay, so here's another transcript that's just before the murder. And this is after they have left Cassie's aunt's house. <clears throat> the first time? Yeah. Okay. Because this is just before the murder. So this is when they're supposed to be going to the movie, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Draper. We're here in his car. The time is 9.50, September 22nd, 2006. Unfortunately, we have the grueling task of killing our two friends, and they are right in that house just down the street. Adam Chick, we just talked to them. We were there for an hour, but Draper, we checked out the whole house. We know there's lots of doors. There's lots of places to hide. I unlocked the back doors. It's all unlocked. Now we just got to wait. And <clears throat> yep, we're, we're really nervous right now, but you know, we're ready. Adam Chick, we're listening to the greatest rock band ever. Draper, we've waited for this for a long time. Adam Chick. Pink Floyd, before we could commit the ultimate crime of murder. Draper, we've waited for this for a long time. Adam Chick, a long time. Draper, well, stay tuned. Pink Floyd? Yes. I, I can't, I don't know what band I would listen to before I murdered somebody, but I don't think it would be Pink Floyd. And how dare you ruin them? I don't know what to tell you there. Are you ready for the next transcript? This is the last one. I know you guys are all bored with the transcripts. It's fine. I'm just bored of these two. <clears throat> okay. Idiot. Idiot. So this is the last one, and this is pretty short. So this is after they have murdered Cassie. Draper. Just killed Cassie. We just left her house. This is not a fucking joke. Adam Chick. I'm shaking. Draper. I stabbed her in the throat when I saw her lifeless body. It just disappeared. Dude, I just killed Cassie. Adam Chick, oh my god. Draper, oh fuck, that felt like it wasn't even real. I mean, it went by so fast. Adam Chick, shut the fuck up, we gotta get our act straight. Draper, it's okay, okay, we'll just buy movie tickets now. Adam Chick, okay. Uh, then Draper says something that's unintelligible. Adam Chick says no, and Draper says, okay, bye. Oh, Palace? Do you want to just punch them in the face so bad right now? Yeah. Um, okay. Do I have to stop there? Can I, can I punch them in the face two or more times? Well, I mean, you just got to do it one by one. Keep it classy, you know? One at a time. Um, I can definitely spread them out for effect. Okay. That way they get the full... Classy effect, punch. right? Yeah, every time. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I cannot wait to hear how these morons got caught. Was not difficult. Okay. So, <clears throat> before Brian and Tori had left the home, <clears throat> Brian Draper had unlocked the basement door in secret. He did so with the intention of him and Adam Chick re-entering the home undetected. Sometime after they had left to go to the movie theater, they had returned. They parked down the street, put on dark clothing, gloves, and white painted masks. They re-entered the home through the basement door that Draper had unlocked earlier that evening. They intentionally made loud noises in an attempt to lure the couple to the basement. And keep in mind, these are their friends. Like, Matt and Cassie were their friends. Um, so they intentionally made those loud noises. It didn't work, so they found the circuit breaker and turned off the power to the home. And when that, that didn't work, they turned it back on. 
I'm just going to say when I was 16, I probably, if the power went out, I probably wouldn't have gone looking for the circuit breaker. I mean, I would have. That was pretty, like when the power goes off or if even a piece of power goes off. Is that how you say that? Probably not. If when the, the power goes, goes off. off. Yeah. Like if the whole power goes off or just a portion of it, like one room, my first thing is like, oh shit, the breaker flipped. Let me go fix it. But I think they turned everything off. Yeah. So, so like if the breaker back. Well, just I in my mind, if all of the lights go out, I'm calling people to be like, hey, are your lights out too? Like, do I actually have to go to the basement and check the circuit break it breaker? Oh, uh, maybe it's because I grew up in a trailer, so I'm kind of used to, you know. I, I know. grew up with my dad doing everything, so maybe I just didn't learn that till oh, I was an adult too. My first reaction is, oh God, the power's out. Let's look out the window at the neighbors. Um, and if their power's out, then I just, well, now I just get on my phone. Back in the day, I'm like, well, I guess I'm playing outside today. I mean, I, I think all it is, is at 16, my dad took care of everything for us. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, I don't think my 16 year old brain would have been like, oh, I got to go check the circuit. You know, I don't think I would have checked the breaker. I guess my parents leaving us home alone did us a favor in the long run. I mean, we got left home alone. It just. My dad still, we just called them for everything. We said, hey, dad, power's out. What do we do? <laughs> oh, we did not call my parents at work. Oh, we didn't know how to turn it back on. You just sit there in the dark. Don't call me. Oh, no, we were the annoying <laughs> ones. We didn't call. <laughs> but granted, my mother, like, normally we would call my mom for one. Like, if mm -hmm. she's at work, we call her. My dad, I don't feel like we called him as often, but he also worked a lot of night shifts. Okay. Um, that makes sense. And so we didn't have a need to. Maybe that's why. Because during the day when we were home, he was home. At least yeah. when we were really young. See, my know. dad was very much, don't call me at work. And then my mom, she went back to college. So she was probably in class. So I guess we didn't have a choice in oh. the matter. Uh, yeah, I definitely mm -hmm. did. Um, I'll have but to tell you about the... Of... Oh, sorry. No, go on. If there's a bunch of what? I was just going to say, if the breaker box is in the basement and there's a lot of noise down there, oh, hell no. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm not going down. Yeah, for sure. absolutely not. No. No. If anything, I'm getting out of that house. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, so after they, that didn't work, they kind of just waited. Uh, and around 10.30 p.m., Draper and Adam Chick hear Matt Beckham leave. And they also receive a call from Matt Beckham asking where they are. Because he's like, hey, I'm leaving. Maybe we can meet up later or something like that. And Beckham reports that he could barely hear Adam Chick because he was whispering on the phone. He just assumed that they were at a movie, though. Um, with Beckham gone, they decided to cut the power again, hoping that Cassie could be lured into the basement. And again, their attempts fail. So they make their way upstairs where Drapen opened and slammed a door, intentionally trying to scare Cassie, who at this time was asleep on the couch. So she wakes up. Draper is armed with a dagger-type weapon. Adam Chick is armed with a hunting knife that they had purchased from a pawn shop. And they proceed to attack Cassie, then flee from the scene. And while fleeing the scene, they recorded the video that we just talked about. In one report, Cassie allegedly approached and asked, who is that? I'm going to kick your ass. Like, okay, someone's messing with me now. Yeah. Uh, the following day, while Matt was trying frantically to get a hold of Cassie, Adam Chick was actually with him. You son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he knew what happened and he let his friend frantically try to get a hold of his girlfriend with no answer. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't remember if you told me or not. These two guys, was Matt their only friend? They were, <clears throat> they were like outcasts. They were kind of, I don't want to say weird, but they, I mean, they didn't have like a super large group of friends. Um, at least from the reports that I read, they were kind of just like doing their own thing. And Cassie was one of those people that just made friends with everyone. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Well, now this I- is why I don't have friends. Now I wish I wouldn't ask that. Uh, why? Why is that? Because now it's even worse. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But I agree with you. It's better to just not have friends. Yeah, just don't have friends. Mm-hmm. Get married, have your single friend be your husband or wife or significant other, and you're good. Yeah. Like now, then, I don't even have to be friends with James anymore because I have Annie. Yeah. So just choose one person yeah. that cannot escape you. He literally needs me to live. So <laughs> perfect. Perfect. You guys are best friends. <laughs> All right. And obviously, during the course of the investigation, police do under uncover the videotape of Drapers and Adam Chicks, which is later used as evidence in their trial. They also find that the boys have been keeping a death list, which contained names of several friends and classmates of who they were planning to murder. I kind of feel like I'm missing a whole section of my notes right here. I totally am. I don't know where they are. But from memory. <clears throat> so the day that they find, oh no, I talked about it before. That's why it's in a weird spot. So on September 24th, when they find Cassie's body, they do bring in Adam Chick for questioning. And the suspicion was brought on to Adam Chick and Draper because Adam Chick could not provide details of what movie they had gone to see. And so when they questioned Draper, Draper initially he was like, Oh, but eventually he does lead police to the Black Rock Canyon where he, um, where him and Adam Chick had left all of the evidence. So it started with Draper initially telling authorities he had been in the same room, but he had not stabbed her. And then he later confesses to having stabbed her under Adam Chick's commands. And again, he takes them to Black Rock, Black Rock Canyon where they dispose of the evidence and the evidence that they found includes stick matches, a pair of black boots, a pair of blue rubber gloves, a pair of Athletic Works brand fingerless gloves, a melted brown hydrogen peroxide bottle, a multi-covered mask, a large dagger type knife with a sheath. Um, I think there were two of those and I don't have the number two. A silver and black handled knife with a signature of Sloan written on the inside, a Sony videotape. This is the videotape that they repaired and what we just watched part of um, and heard the transcription of a black handled serrated folding knife, which revealed to have Stoddard's blood present through DNA testing. Um, A partly burned piece of paper with writing in pencil, a red and white mask, which revealed to have the DNA of Adam chick on the mask, a single black glove, which had a partial DNA profile from an unknown male. A pair of partially burned black Puma brand gloves, which revealed to have Stoddard's blood in those gloves. A blue plastic garbage bag, a partially burned long black sleeve Hager brand dress shirt, a Calvin Klein black dress shirt, which DNA testing revealed to have, again, Stoddard's blood on it. Um, A white and gray sock and a small piece of black cord. So literally everything. Literally everything, yeah. Did they, okay, two of the things that for some reason stuck out to me, 
you said a box of matches or three matches or something like that. There were matches and there was Big a matches. melted, um, was it hydrogen peroxide bottle? Yeah. Were they trying to burn all this? Yeah, a lot of this stuff is burned. They didn't do a good job. They suck at everything. But <laughs> they do. Like, thankfully. Yes. So, during the trial, prosecution revealed that Draper had been inspired, not Draper, I'm sorry, Draper and Adam Chick had been inspired by Eric Harris and Dylan Gold. Do you know who they are? So were those the bad guys in, like, the original screen? Those are, like, actual people that, um, those are the real people that are responsible for the Columbine High School Massacre in April of 1999. Oh, God. How did I not know that? Mm -hmm. That's who they were inspired by? As well as the movie Scream, yeah. Okay, well, I only knew that because you told me in the beginning. (laughs) Okay. I feel like you could pick... um, Better role models. Literally anyone else. Literally anyone. Yeah. I honestly feel like they went out of their way to pick bad role models. Well, I mean, they also were comparing themselves to Ed Gein and Ted Bundy and the Zodiac Killer and, you know. Oh, okay. You mean people that barely got caught, almost. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say barely, but. Like, people that were basically, the Zodiac Killer hasn't even been caught. Like, that's never been solved. Yeah. I was so, focusing more on, yeah, but... You're thinking about Ted Bundy. Yeah. Game, yeah. People that did horrendous, horrible things. Yeah. Y'all are stupid. Are you just catching on to that? I have a headache. Okay. Well, on April 17th, 2007, Draper is convicted of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. And on June 8th, 2007, Adam Chick is also convicted on the same charges. Did I say April 8th? I meant June 8th. Whatever day I said. June 8th, 2007, he is convicted on the same charges. And on August 21st, 2007, both Draper and Adam Chick are sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole plus 30 years to life for conspiracy to commit murder. Perfect. Okay. Um, It's interesting. (laughs) I feel like that was the easiest jury deliberation ever. Like, they go in and they're like, so not only do we have a literal list of everybody they want to kill, video evidence, phys- other physical evidence, but these kids are dumb as hell, like guilty, guilty as shit. I, I know. I would have been like, yeah, guilty. Yeah. There's a video. Like, what else do you want me to see? Why are exactly. we even at trial? Apparently, yeah. because they're not, they're so stupid, they didn't even plead guilty. I guess so. They made this girl's poor family go through this bullshit. Yeah. Her family did say they were just very happy that she got that justice. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in 2010, the Stoddard family did file a civil lawsuit against the Idaho School District. Oh, God. They claimed that the school authorities were negligent and should have known that Draper and Adam Chick posed a threat to others. We going to hear more about this? Am I going to get mad? Well, both in civil court and Idaho Supreme Court, they dismissed this case, stating that the actions of the killers were not foreseeable by the school district. Huh? But it literally says, was that a transcript where they were like, oh, hi, Mr. So-and-so, we're not writing down people's names to kill. What's the answer to number seven? Yeah, that was a transcript. While they were in school, but that doesn't prove that authorities would know 
that they yes. post threat. Because they can't. Here's my thing is I totally understand where the family is coming from. But the school couldn't have known. Like they hadn't yeah. done anything violent in the past. Like this was their first offense. That's what I was going to ask. If they're not like setting desks on fire in school, I guess that would be kind of hard to. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hate it for the family, but I can see that point. <clears throat> yeah. That's that's where they're coming from is how do you expect the school district to know when yeah. there was no signs? There was nothing. So anyway, so both of the murderers are currently serving their sentence at Idaho State Correction Institution. We're getting into appeals here and you're going to die. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. In September 2011, Luther's attorney files for an appeal seeking to have his conviction vacated or be given given a limited life sentence. Uh, the limited life sentence sentence would just allow for parole after 30 years if he's approved for parole. It was denied in a three to two decision. The high court did, however, vacate Draper's conviction on conspiracy to commit first degree murder. This was on the grounds that the jurors were given erroneous is- instructions on that charge. But they did affirm the conviction of his first degree murder and the life sentence. Uh-huh. In September 2010, Adam Chick's attorney files for an appeal also seeking to have his conviction vacated or be given the limited life sentence. Again, in a three to two decision, this was denied. But he did not have any charges vacated. Haha, uh-huh. even harder. <laughs> in July 2000, so this is where you're going to die. So in July 2015, Adam Chick was able to gain a hearing for post-conviction relief with the state's 6th District Magistrate, Judge Mitchell W. Brown. Um, Adichick claimed that the testimony from character witnesses could have potentially changed the sentencing outcome. He claimed that his former attorney was kind of incompetent. He didn't get the correct uh, legal... What's the word? Guidance? Legal? Yeah, I think, I don't think so. Yeah, whatever it is. Legal guidance? Yeah, um... He said his attorney had chosen not to call upon these witnesses against his and his parents' wishes um, because the attorney believed that the prosecution would have submitted even more damning evidence than what was already there. So hold on. Hold on. He thinks his attorney screwed this up. Yeah. That's what you're telling me right now? He's saying that his attorney should have let them call for character witnesses and he would have gotten a more lenient sentence. Not necessarily the guilty charge. He's just talking specifically about sentencing i don't think so i i I really don't think that would have mattered um not character witnesses they do they make a difference um not when you have multiple videos showing how shitty your character is that Mm -hmm. you recorded Mm -hmm. you dumb shit um in one i already lost what i was saying never mind Oh, no, I know what I was saying. In one of the uh, reports that I was reading, it said that the prosecution threatened to present more evidence against them, but I couldn't validate that claim. So it was like, if you do present these character witnesses, we will put XYZ evidence on and the character witnesses won't matter. Again, I couldn't validate that claim. So anyways, in March 2016, Judge Brown denies his request for post-conviction relief. Adam Chick does not like this. So in 2017, he goes on to appeal Judge Brown's decision to the Idaho Supreme Court. (laughs) Let's hear how this went. I bet it was swimmingly. 
Well, on December 26, 2017, they also deny his appeal and upheld the district court decision. And we all had a very Merry Christmas that year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, in January 2018, Adam files a federal writ of habeas corpus. Do you know what that is? So habeas corpus, in a oh. nutshell, is basically the unlawful detention of a person. And um, how? So how he... That? He argued that the court had denied his first appeal based on a theory that had not been presented to the jury. And he also used the Miller versus Alabama and Montgomery versus Louisiana cases, where he argued that he should be entitled to a new sentencing hearing. Now, in Miller v. Alabama, they ruled that mandatory sentences of life without the possibility of parole are unconstitutional for juvenile defenders or offenders, juvenile offenders. So they're saying it's unconstitutional that they were given a life sentence. You know what? Um, in some situations, I agree with that. Not This goes for the case of murder as well in Gosh. that ruling. And this ruled that the youth of the convict had to be considered during sentencing as well. Montgomery versus Louisiana, the Supreme Court ruled that this doctrine from Miller versus Alabama had to be applied to cases retroactively. There are a potential 15 hundred cases that were included in this ruling that need to be reviewed nationwide. In November uh, 2019, Judge Candy W. Dale presided over his writ and she denied it. Uh Adam Adam Chick is currently appealing Judge Dale's decision to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals with oral arguments that were scheduled to take place on February 7th, 2022. Now, that's the original date. I could not find a single thing on it. I couldn't find any ruling on it. I couldn't find if it was rescheduled, nothing. So I'm going to keep looking. But as far as what I could find, both Adam Chick and Draper are still imprisoned and they have not been released. As soon as I find ruling information, I will let you know. How old are they now? They should be like 30s. They would have been born in like 89, 90. So they'd oh, be God. So roughly my age. Huh? How I mean, old I'm... were you in 2006? You were born in 1990, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're the same age as you. I mean, I was stupid <laughs> as a teenager, but these these kids would have made me feel real smart. Uh yeah. I don't know what was going through their minds. Oh, by the way, there's pictures. <laughs> you can go look at them. Whatever. Ooh. I. Yeah, there's pictures. There's one of Cassie. Um, she's super cute. And then there is one of the dum-dums. And then there's one of some of the evidence that they found. And no, on that mask, there is not blood. That's just paint. And that's the evidence that they found at Black Rock Canyon. Yeah. This is a lot Mm -hmm. of evidence. Mm -hmm. And um, they look really stupid. They look exactly how I pictured that they would look. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. I really don't like them at all. Can I, I label hope... which ones are which? Is it is Draper on the right? I have to Adam get in. Chick I have the... no idea. Hold on. Draper is on the right. Adam Chick is on the left. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because I envisioned them being flip-flopped the other way around. So when I was like, oh, that one's Draper? I was kind of surprised. I just really hope that they're having a horrible time in prison. I hope they continue to have a horrible time in prison. I hope they do too. And I hope Cassie's cousin got 
whatever help she needed. It was her cousin that found her, right? Her 13-year-old cousin, yeah. Oh, One of the um, documentaries I watched on it said that the family never re-entered the home afterwards. They were just like, absolutely not. So they went and they moved out, got all their stuff. They were not doing it. Um, I do not blame them whatsoever. Yeah. The documentary I watched was probably 10 years old. Um, I don't know how old it was. Or one of them, but they said that the family hasn't been able to sell the house because it's such a small community that nobody wants to buy it. So I don't know if that's the case to this day. I just know for a while they really struggled to sell it. So what asshole, selfish, dumbasses? I don't even think it's selfish. Like, yes, it's selfish. Like, but I don't think they did it for selfish reasons. Like, it wasn't like they were trying to gain something by it like that's what i don't understand you know what i, I mean like yeah that's what i was gonna say like when you said you don't even think they did it for selfish reasons i was gonna ask like what the hell did they do it for for no, just because you wanted to you just because they wanted to be notorious and infamous serial killers like there's no reason behind it go do your homework maybe that's build a model train i don't know they were do... busy building writing down their death list Stupid. they okay but they obviously got caught thankfully first of all for anyone that's like oh i'm inspired by um what's his face and what's his face just don't like please don't be dumb yeah actually no just please be dumb if you're gonna do it make oh, all yeah. the same mistakes i mean those weren't mistakes those actually, were totally Make Very one active. less mistake and just turn yourself into the police. Just go to the police and be like, I'm stupid and I did this. Or even better, before you do it, go to police and be like, please, I need help. I'm considering this. Get, get me to the right resources. Yes, that one. Do that first. <laughs> I don't know why you went to go ahead and do the murder. Just go to the police after. <laughs> don't take my word for this. I'm not a professional. Don't listen to not. anything I say, <clears throat> but come back next week and listen to what I say. Yes. Tis Actually, accurate. stay here now because I haven't told my story yet. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Dad, if you're listening, we're not going <laughs> to talk about fishing again, so I don't have to listen to you complain. <laughs> so Amanda was, will not. <laughs> I was listening to that episode, just like you said, and as soon as I got to that, like, I just turned it off. I was like, she didn't even ask that question. So for those of you wondering uh, what episode just came out, episode 34. Yeah. Yes. In episode 34, I asked a question yeah. about, hey, Amanda, you fish, right? She's like, yeah, sure. And I asked, is it better to fish at night? And she said, well, fish eat at, two t at different times in the day, either at night or day. And my dad calls me and goes, tell Amanda, no shit. <laughs> I literally like. I'm turning into my father because that's the same damn thing he does to me. <laughs> I'll ask my dad something and I'll, I don't know. I'll ask my dad like, well, what's today? Tuesday. And he was like, well, you know, last Saturday I thought it was Friday. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> I'm my father. And that's terrifying. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my story. So I think it's Amanda's turn. So don't, don't leave yet. Is it my turn? No, it's Annie's turn. Oh, okay. I thought I had already presented. Am I having deja vu? Oh, by the way, we're talking about deja vu. <laughs> I didn't be like, I don't know. You present every week, so every week is deja vu. 
That was just uh, being hilarious. Mm. Well, you got me. So, déjà vu is French for already seen. And Google describes it as a feeling of having already experienced the present situation. I get déjà vu a lot. And, I mean, that pretty much sums it up for me. Because most often, I'm doing something completely mundane. Uh, I, For some reason, I remember once in high school, it really struck me. Because I was in history class and I was taking a test. I had it driving to the cake decorating job I got when I first moved up here, which was weird because obviously I've only been to Arkansas one time and that was to visit James. And I don't even think we went to that part of town. You had been to Arkansas more than once. I think just once. Hey, hmm. how many times did I visit when we were dating? Once I came up here? Oh, possibly twice, but I still don't think we ever went to that part. Okay, that's fine. but. Maybe it's because James went to you, or you guys met in the middle a lot. Both of those. Because he, I mean, it was easier for him to take off work than me. I was cake decorating. So weekends off? Are you out of your mind? Holiday off? Please. Please. Yeah, right. Um, what else? I know, I think it was like a week ago. Well, my notes say a week ago, but it wasn't because I did these notes. Weeks ago. Yeah, quite a while ago. But a couple weeks ago, I just had deja vu when I was talking to James. And I asked him if he had ever had it. And he's never had deja vu. I feel have like he's lying. Heard? Oh, all the freaking time. There are days where I'm like, what? what's happening? Yeah. Like, I've had a whole day where the, from morning to night, I just, the entire day, I was like, what is happening? There is a glitch in the matrix because this has happened before. Yeah, unfortunately, it brought up that conversation that we're going to have to watch The Matrix again because I hate that. He's already gesturing just by me saying this. I hate The Matrix. It's stupid. I don't understand it. I'm so glad you said that because I don't understand it either. Right? Like, I get it. Okay. I get it. I know, you know, they're okay. They're in The Matrix. The computers have them. They're harvesting power, whatever. I don't like it. I can't follow it. And oh. when I asked him if he's ever had deja vu, now he went all into how when they have it in the Matrix is proof that you're in a simulation. And I'm like, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. But okay. Okay. Um, the only reason I will watch the Matrix is for Keanu Reeves. I love him. Especially in John Wick. Anyways, moving on. I've never seen John Wick. <gasps> Anyways, you should watch John on. Wick. <clears throat> I'll add it to the list. Okay. Right okay, but under John, okay. the Matrix. No, put it above the Matrix. Gladly. Above okay. the Matrix. <laughs> wow, we got we went off there. So, deja vu. Um, <laughs> this is something that people, scientists, are studying. Uh, they do have trouble studying it. Are you going to ask me what kind of scientists study it? I was going to ask, how do you study it? But you just oh. said they have trouble, so yes. I'm going to let you oh. keep going. I'm going to tell you about one of them, okay? You're going to like her because I, okay, we'll just get to it. So they have trouble studying it because it's something that happens without warning. Like, you know, you don't, you just, boom, you're in it all of a sudden. Uh, There's no evidence or proof because, but it is estimated that 60 to 80% of the population has experienced deja vu. People who travel Often, or they watch movies a lot, they're said to be more likely to experience deja vu than others. 
people also tend to experience deja vu when they're in more fragile mental conditions or under high pressure. So people, people with anxiety, they've said to experience it a lot, which, (laughs) okay, that explains mine. Um, It's also more common in young adults and deja vu is seen to decrease with age. So the older you get, the less likely it is that you'll have it. Most scientific experts attributed it to having something to do with the memory. And the scientific experts that I'm talking about is, is, is all kinds of people. There's doctors, scientists, psychologists. One guy that I read up about, uh, he was, had this very fancy title, a cognitive neuropsychologist. So lots of smart people. Okay. I, I think they give smart people titles. I think um, so. We're not those smart peoples. We don't have titles. Yeah, no. My title is, well, she can't say mom, so I don't have a title. Wife? Person. I like that one better. So Every, every now and then it's just, hey, you too. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I, th- that one is my favorite. That's the one I prefer. Hey, you. I like to go, hey, you with the face. Sometimes, I mean, I get a hey, mister. I'm not really sure how, but you know what? It's fresh. It's funky. It mixes things up. I'll go with it. Funky fresh. Yeah. I also like the look of embarrassment and panic when I turn around and I am in no way, shape, or form a sir. (laughs) This got surprisingly scientific. And I only included a couple of them because I've got a couple of scientific reasons and a couple of paranormal reasons. And the first scientific reason is split perception. And this is when you see something two different times, but the first time you're either distracted so you're not paying much attention or you pick up this out of your peripheral vision. So your brain starts to take this and make a memory out of it based on limited knowledge. So the next time you see it, your brain recalls this memory and even if you, and you remember it even if you didn't realize you saw all that. Does that make sense? Yeah, like at a subconscious level, like a layer. You can't recall that memory. Right. So you have this familiarity because technically you've seen it before, but you're like, I don't remember this. Um, there was one woman, I couldn't find her name, but her experience with deja vu is terrifying. Um, she describes it as feeling fearful and a sense of dread. She was sick to her stomach. She felt like everything that had happened had already happened before. And she said that she felt like she could remember the history of the universe. And she had a feeling uh, like a sense of oneness with the universe that made her absolutely sick. She said she didn't really know how to describe it. That was the best way that she could describe it. And the girl said that she had even blacked out from this feeling from time to time. And now symptoms like this, they can be caused by brain tumors. So she made an appointment and her scans showed abnormal things going on in her temporal lobe. Uh, She had temporal lobe epilepsy. Uh Uh-huh. So if you have deja vu and it is not mild. Definitely, probably think about making a doctor's appointment. The it's called minor brain circuit malfunction. 
And this theory is basically you got a bad batch of brains. Experts explain this malfunction as kind of a brain glitch. And like having the idea that my brain is just broken. Because uh-uh. I already know it is. <clears throat> if it's broken like this, possibly get a scan. I've had one. They're fun. They're very relaxing. You just sit in this big machine and they tell you not to open your eyes, even though now I want to open my eyes. It's not relaxing. But but my brain's okay. They said there was only one abnormal spot, and I still don't know what that is. So That's the deja vu spot. That You know what? That's <laughs> actually, I think that's the literal name. <laughs> this part of your brain, see this abnormal little smudge here? That's the deja vu spot. Yeah, that's the deja vu smudge. Or That's just what I'm going to tell smudge. Annie her freckles are later in life. Oh, those just are just smudge. your deja vu spots. <laughs> <laughs> if she has freckles, is she going to? I don't know. If they come from the sun, maybe not. Because we went to Walmart today and I got some plants. And um, we did not like it. It was hot. She drank like three ounces of pear juice when she got home. So I don't, she was very upset with me. Can you blame her? Absolutely not. It's hot. Okay. (laughs) Supporters of this minor brain circuit malfunction theory, they believe that the brain experiences a brief electrical malfunction similar to what happens to somebody when they have an epileptic seizure. And a seizure is an abnormal electrical discharge that occurs in your brain. Usually brain cells flow in an organized fashion along the surface of your brain, and a seizure occurs when there's an excess of electrical activity so they think that this could also trigger deja vu because that's funny did i say something wrong (laughs) so you said the word organized but your accent made me like your accent when it came out the first time my brain went organ ass (laughs) how did i say it with my accent organized oh Oh. Damn it, it just keeps happening. It's getting so much worse. James calls me on it all the time. Them organized <laughs> brain malfunctions. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's what I'm laughing at. I don't know if I heard anything you just said after organized. Oh, God. <laughs> I went to Walmart and got me some maters and bell peppers today. I'm sorry. I tried really hard for about 30 seconds to hold it back, and I just couldn't. No. You're, you're fine. It is. It's getting worse. The older I get, the more the more twang I get, and it's terrifying. I'm okay. Sorry. Would okay, you like me on. to read that yes. one more time, yes. much more self-consciously? Less self-consciously, if you could. A seizure is an abnormal... <laughs> okay a seizure is an abnormal electrical discharge that occurs in your brain usually brain cells flow in an organized fashion along the surface of your brain a seizure occurs when there is an excess of electrical activity okay quick on to something else so memory retriever retrieval failure okay This one was kind of fun to look into because it brings me to Anne Cleary. And she is a professional of cognitive psychology. This woman designed experiments to induce deja vu 
using The Sims. I'm, I think I'm a fan. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it was specifically The Sims Three. It looks like The Sims Three. I could be wrong. Hadn't played that in a while. So basically, she starts this town that she calls Deja Ville. I'm already loving this. I'm there. Okay. I'm there for like, it. 150%. This this lady is a simmer, okay? She builds an entire neighborhood and it has an aquarium, a museum, it has courtyards, houses, has a bunch of different stuff. But all the buildings look different. However, they have the same floor plan. So not every single building, but like uh I actually have a picture on the drive as well. And that is a picture from Deja Ville. It is. It's of the oh Sims. God. I'm so one upset. of them is a courtyard. And then the next one is a museum. And you can tell they look very, very similar because it is almost the exact same picture. One just has flowers and one has a statue. Well, one also has a roof and the other doesn't. Okay. I said courtyard. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 But that's like the example. So the floor plans are extremely similar. And she even goes on to say, even though everything looks different, the buildings with the same floor plans, or I guess the rooms that have the same floor plans, she puts something eye-catching in basically the same place. So in this one, you have a tree in one picture and a statue in the other one. In another one, she might have a bed in the same spot and so on and so forth. That's a weird spot for a bed. Okay, look. (laughs) If you're sleeping in a courtyard, you do you, okay? I don't know what you do when it rains, but I hope your socks stay dry. So, I hope you know I'm Googling Deja Ville. Oh, okay. There's a video. Because I haven't, yeah, I haven't even told you the best part. They rigged up a pair of virtual reality goggles to allow a person to look around as if they're inside the room. Oh, Lord. I love it so much. Like, honestly, it's kind of genius when you're, when you're researching deja vu. And she has a hypothesis. She believes that visiting places that look different but have identical floor plans could induce deja vu by triggering this memory retrieval failure. I'm plagued by this. Y'all already know that by now. Because You're a memory by a lot of things, yeah, a medical <laughs> anomaly right present. Uh, <laughs> a memory retrieval failure is, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's when a memory is stored in your long-term memory, but you just can't access it because the retrieval cues aren't there. So it's like all the time when I'm like uh, trying to think of a word, and my brain's just not giving it to me, even though it's on the tip of my tongue. Do y'all ever get that? It mm. sucks. Okay. Yeah, I'm the one that has to give you the word. I know. I just, <laughs> honestly, thank like, God. Pink top. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not my brightest moment there. I don't know how I get half your words anyways. Normally, you're just like, that word, what is it? I do the same thing to James. I was trying to think of uh, something once, and I was throwing out all these other words. And it was seriously made no sense. It was like... What? Cadaver train? Oh, it was this. And he's like, I don't know how those two words are linked. And I'm like, I don't know. But that that memory retrieval failure, though, it gets you every time. But you know what? Maybe I just, I don't know. Apparently we speak the same language. Well, you know what? 
I, I'm going to need you in my arguments from now on. Okay. Arguments? Not arguments. Not at all. Disagreements. Um, yes. Conversations. Conversations. That You know what? I just need you to move in. Okay. I'll tell <laughs> Cody right away. Hold on. <laughs> Is he allowed to come with? <laughs> I don't want to hear him crying, so yeah. Okay. What about the dogs? <laughs> Obviously. You could have sent them last week. <laughs> All three of them, they're on their way. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Good luck with Maisie, okay? <laughs> oh, God, it's another buck. If I but can get through him, he's the reason I don't want any other animals. She likes to dig, she likes to bury her bones. That's perfect, because I've got some bell peppers I'm about to have to transplant. Oh, she'll help you. She will <sighs> for sure help you dig a hole. That's Any perfect. Words. I need four. She'll help. Don't worry. She might not uh, dig it where you want it, but she'll dig the hole. Uh, that's fine. The whole backyard <laughs> gets sun. It's fine. Uh, where the hell was I at? Oh, okay. Cleary published her findings on PubMed.gov. And according to these findings, she found that when they saw one room look similar to a different room that they had already seen, they as in the people... That are in this virtual reality deja vu. When they see one room that looks similar to a different room that I, they had already seen, reports of deja vu were higher. People claimed the rooms felt both new and familiar at the same time. Familiarity and deja vu reports in rooms they hadn't seen before increased as similarities of the rooms increased. And the outcome suggesting that, or I'm sorry, they saw an outcome suggesting that, and this is a super smart quote, feature matching can produce familiarity and deja vu when recall fails. So basically, the rooms look the same. People are more often going to report feeling deja vu, which I got to say, that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Now. There's a couple of paranormal arguments on deja vu. Is it past life regression? It might be in here. Okay. <laughs> I love the theory of past life regressions. I honestly, I, I dove too deep into that. I had to reel it back. YouTube was taking me to some crazy places. But I'm going to start with Chloe Pickles because I feel like she should be on the Rugrats. Chloe Pickles? Chloe Pickles. Is this a real person? Oh, yeah. She's real. So, like, I just offended her by snorting. Uh, did you snort? I mean, I, no, I did not. I didn't hear snort. <laughs> Let's be real. Chloe Pickles is too smart to be listening to this. Maybe she needs an outlet. Well, I appreciate you being here, Miss Pickles. <laughs> Let me get you a chair. <laughs> Pull a chair up, Chloe. Also, when you were a kid, was your name Chloe Cucumber? You just soured with age? Good question. I don't know. Well, I soured with age. Maybe her middle name is Cucumber. Chloe Cucumber Pickles. CCP. Honestly, if it's not, I don't even want to talk to her anymore. I'm just well, kidding. I really like her. I just want the last name Pickles now. You want me to ask if she's single? I don't know if Cody will approve of that. So, I can just change it. I don't need to get married to do that. Yeah, Cody would have to change it too, but 
I don't care what he does. He can keep his last name. I don't care. I'm going to be Pickles. He doesn't need to be. You want me to just start calling you Pickles? Because <laughs> I'll change your name right now. I'll pull up Bruce. <laughs> and I'll change Pickles. You're Bruce Pickles, okay? I'm writing that down. Pickles. Okay. Bruce Pickles, done. <clears throat> okay, so Chloe Pickles, she, at the time, was a third-year undergrad, and Dr. Mark Moss of Northumbria University they presented this research research in 2016 at the British Psychological Society's annual conference in Nottingham. They surveyed 100 participants in the study about perceived stress, belief in paranormal, and or belief in paranormal experiences, and beliefs about deja vu. The analysis of the results showed a strong link in but stop, you're messing me up, showed a strong link between belief in paranormal experiences and the frequency, pleasantness, and intensity of deja vu experiences, while stress was only linked significantly to intensity and duration only. So basically, the more you believe in paranormal stuff, the more likely you are to have deja vu, which was well, that makes sense why uh, James doesn't get it. Exa- Girl, we're right here. The same. Because he's no fun. Yeah, he didn't see the clown face at all in the mirror. <laughs> he wiped it away, actually. And did not even see it. Like, from the <laughs> get-go, it was like the smudges clean the mirror. And I'm like, I ain't going near that mirror. You're out your damn mind. <laughs> Another theory, a lot of people, I feel like I'm kind of on this train. They believe that deja vu is a premonition. Um, When we're dreaming, the subconscious usually takes over. That's what dreams are. So if we have this dream only to see it happen later in the day while we're conscious and get this feeling Mm -hmm. of deja vu, then that's pretty much the definition of precognition. The only problem with this is a lot of times... You don't necessarily remember the dream until the deja vu happens. So it's kind of hard to say like, oh, I had a dream of this last night. And now I'm remembering. Yeah. Now, do you remember much about your Betty and Barney Hill story? I mean, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I I got it memorized. I can pull the notes up. We will edit this to make people to believe that you have it memorized. Totally got it memorized. Uh, Do you remember how Betty, after she was abducted, she started having those super vivid dreams? Yeah, of course I remember that, but yeah. Uh, Apparently that's a thing that I came across. Um, A lot of people who are abducted, they kind of report an upkick in deja vu afterwards and i know with betty it wasn't exactly deja vu i think it was just the super hyper realistic dreams yes but people argue that those dreams are previously erased memories and they start to come back up and bubble up when people remember them that's basically what betty was having just in her sleep Mm -hmm. so it's very possible that it was uh, to me, that one's kind of 
That one's kind of iffy, but aliens cause deja vu. Aliens. It's the aliens' fault that you get deja vu. There's also what you mentioned earlier, how it could be lost memories resurfacing from a past life that somebody has lived. I don't know how to pronounce this name correctly. I think it's Nala, but it's N-A-J-L-A. I don't know. I'm sorry. Alexander. I'm going to call her Alex. Okay. She wrote an article for Huck Mag, T-U-C Mag. It's trueurbanculture.com. And her, her article was about cellular memory, specifically, and how she believes that people with deja vu are actually just remembering things that happened to them in a previous life, and it could be due to cellular memory. Now, the fun thing about cellular memory, it claims that the brain is not the only place that is able to store memories, but your body can also recall memories. And a lot of times we see this, unfortunately, related to trauma. Um, Specifically, it's often seen in victims of sexual abuse and or PTSD. But it's also reported in people that have received organ transplants. Because studies show that people sometimes take on different personality traits or a difference in food, music, art, sexual, I don't know what that means, don't ask me, recreational and career preferences. So people after, are getting cheeky after organ transplants. Uh, you might have different preferences. I don't know if that's in regards to people or positions. I don't want to know. Okay? Yes. You live your life, I'll live mine. Um, before and after your lung transplant. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Now, she also goes on to explain that many people believe cellular memory stores information about our individual past lives. She thinks that deja vu is a hint about what decisions made in our past lives that we shouldn't make in our current life. And that's why it just kind of comes up out of absolutely nowhere, almost like a traumatic response. They recommend to be more open and accepting to the experience of deja vu to help tap into those kinds of memories. And I thought the theory, Chloe Pickles's theory, would kind of tie into that too, where if you're if you believe more in the paranormal aspect, maybe you could tap into a previous life that way. I would like to. I want to know what I did 12,000 years ago. I don't know. I don't know if I really want to know how big of a shithead I was 12,000 years ago. I don't think I'll, it's changed much. I want to know every shithead I've ever been. Now, I don't have much on this one at all, because this is just a theory that I came across. While I was going through a forum reading everybody's theories, and I wanted to mention it because he kind of out there. Um, but this guy, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. He claimed to be a psychiatrist. It's the internet. I had no way of backing that up. That's why I say claim to be. But his name is Kamat S. Hawk. And Did you not Google him? Yes, he didn't come up as a psychiatrist. Did you add the keyword psychiatrist afterwards? Yes. 
Okay. I even put it in quotations. Still not. Okay. On to say that his beliefs on deja vu, they believe that the subconscious mind has the ability to time travel during deep sleep. And they said that it can stay in real time or it can go backwards or forwards. And while in this subconscious time travel, your mind can see and comprehend things that we can't technically see. So they believe that later when you're awake and you see these instances play out again, that's why it feels like you've seen them before. I don't know how I feel about that. That one seems kind of out there. I mean, it's a theory. Yeah, I mean, if if you believe in astral projection and lucid dreaming, then I I mean, I guess why not time travel? I mean, what's the harm? The harm is I'm not going to want to come back. Well, you're only doing it in your sleep. How do you know? Wait, That's I'm sorry. It. That was <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was the theory. I got defensive and I don't know why. I'm sorry. I just thought that was the theory. No, you're right. 100%. That, those are my that's my brain right there. That's my psyche. Instant defense. <laughs> um, Amazing so, to tell that I was like, what the hell? Look at her. She's like, this is bullshit. Now you know how James feels. He's always, what do you want for dinner? I, why are you always asking me so many questions? <laughs> my final theory um, I read is a theory of Jay Lane. She is a... Medium, writer, blogger, inspirational speaker, and apparently pretty busy lady. Yeah, I don't know how she has time for that. Gosh. I don't know, honestly. Just so she has a lot alone. of. You're talking to a lot of people all the time, I know. Yeah. Or they're talking. Maybe to she you. just has a lot of people. Like a lot of. Like people helping her. Ah, okay. I thought you meant like a lot of spirits. Not this time, no. Okay. I like her belief. I'm going to go with this one. I think she believes that deja vu is reminder is a reminder or are reminders from the spirit realm saying when we're on the right path. And she goes on to explain that time passes differently in the spirit realm. She described it as flexible and the flexibility of it allows memories from the past and present along with the future to all exist at the same time. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but okay. Uh, she believes that having deja vu is proof you're making the correct choices to be where you want to be in life. And as you see them, that's your recall failure. That No, I'm having, I'm sorry, a recall failure. That's, <laughs> your, that's your reminder that you're on the right path and you're making the right decisions. You need to keep going this way. I was about to say, that's your recall failure. What? No, no, that's... <laughs> okay, I, I get it. Uh, that makes more sense. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm following. <laughs> she she ended that one theory. I'm going to end my paragraph, whatever, my story on it. She goes on to say, if you have a moment of deja vu, enjoy the experience. Try to revel in it. If you don't experience deja vu, it doesn't mean you're on the wrong track. Just that you're not able to. Some people don't have it. Some people is my husband. He's apparently not on the right track. And he also apparently doesn't believe in paranormal And stuff. so, you know, clearly. Yeah. He doesn't see deja vu or evil clown faces. 
There's something wrong with him. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Love you, James. Maybe I'll cut that out. I don't know yet. <laughs> hey, look, there's my husband. Speak of the devil. Speak of the devil. That was good. Um, I was wondering, okay, I don't know why, but like listening to your story made me mm-hmm. think of, I think I might've heard a theory or something um, about deja vu that include doppelgangers. Ooh, I didn't see anything oh. about that. I don't know. Maybe that's just my brain. I don't know. But that's where my brain went was doppelgangers. So now I've got to put it on the idea drive. So you had deja vu during my deja vu about doppelgangers? Kind of, yeah. Doppelganger deja vu. Doppelja vu? I don't know. Doppelja <laughs> Can you do that for me one more time? <clears throat> Doppelja <laughs> It was beautiful. I love it. Okay. Never that do is, it any different. That's all you made from a doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to cover doppelgangers eventually. Not anytime soon, but. No. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> oh my hell okay i liked it that was good i also am gonna try to pay attention i feel like i haven't had deja vu for a while though god i can't god i'm on the wrong path i usually have it at least once or twice a week god you're apparently really on the right track for life (laughs) maybe it's because i'm a pisces i know some people say that like pisces are supposed to be more open to this kind of thing um I would like not to be. Thank you. I don't want to see ghosts. No, just keep you. Unless it's mom. Mom, that'd be cool. Um, If you're not my mom, stay out of my house. Well, I mean, I don't care who you are. Just GTFO, yo. <laughs> mom, don't go to Grace's house. Don't. Yeah, don't come to my house. Sorry. <laughs> um, I already got. I forgot to tell you. I'm so upset with you. You did. Um. The story on sleep paralysis. I had sleep paralysis the other night. So upset. Was it bad? I Okay, I was all upset because I'm like, I am on my side. I'm not on my back like what Amanda said. <laughs> I was on my side. I told you earlier I'm not an expert, okay? I literally <laughs> read what I find on Google. <laughs> so, I look for the .govs. I don't always find them, okay? I don't necessarily even look for the .govs. I just keep going until <laughs> things match up. It works. But I seriously was so laying in bed. I remember I had woken up and I had moved around and I was falling back asleep. And then I felt like something was staring at me. And, but I couldn't open my eyes. I could wiggle only my toes, but I couldn't move anything else. I was so annoyed. Did wiggle in the toes help? No. Because um. I, could, I could wiggle my toes, but I just could not move anything else. I couldn't even open my eyes. How do you so know you like, were wiggling your toes? How do you know you weren't I wiggling could, them in your dream? I could feel them. And also, I'm pretty sure I woke Cody up doing it. <laughs> but I also realized... and Damn, I you were wiggling wondered, your toes hard. God. I also think my toes... I think my toes were against him. Oh, okay. How I was laying. I was at an Oh, angle. he probably thought it was a spider. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I realized after that... Uh, a lot of times in order for me to go to sleep, I'm always moving my feet. Like, I'm just literally going like this with my feet. And I wonder if it's because I get sleep paralysis so often. Like, I have to do it to comfort myself to say, you're not paralyzed until I'm too tired to keep doing it and I fall asleep. Oh, no. I don't know if that's the case. I just know I do that. It took a long time for Cody to adjust to that. 
Well, I'm sorry I gave you sleep paralysis. I am blaming you completely. That's just payback for Peggy. You, you were pre-Peggy. You peggied my colon. I gave you sleep paralysis. That's all the peas. Okay, we're, we're even. even. <laughs> we're even. You got to pee. I got to pee. Everybody's peed out. We're peed out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm also peed off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Better peed off than peed on. <laughs> okay. Well, anything else you want to say before we wrap on up? <clears throat> no, I'm, I probably need to shut up. Okay, well, thank you all for listening to Hell on Heels podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Hell on Heels podcast or Twitter at Hell on Heels pod or Facebook or Linktree. Uh, you can search uh, Hell on Heels podcast. Stop licking your paw. Oh, you're not. Never mind. I'm sorry. Um, I lost where I was. So you can find us on Linktree by typing in Hell on Heels podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share, and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support one step further so we can create more content for you, you can donate through Patreon, where we're working to release specials for Patreon. If you have your own true crime or paranormal story suggestions or words of encouragement, please email us at helenheelspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to tell or force your friends to listen with you. This has been Hell on Heels Podcast. Bye!